0: Let's turn, if you would, tonight to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. We greet you tonight in the name of the Lord. What a privilege it is for us to be able to gather together again in the house of God. All the trouble, all the difficulty, all the sadness, all the deaths, all the sorrow, everything that's going on all around us. But we still have the best news that has ever been on the earth. That good news is called the gospel. Let's read about it tonight, shall we? Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. Now remember the setting is the Lord Jesus has taken his disciples in the northern part of Israel. They're there near where the great palaces and places of worship of the Gentiles are there. And the Lord Jesus, setting near where the temples are, and he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I the Son of Man am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christos, or the Greek word anointed one, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed yet unto thee. I love the way Brother Bannon when he reads this and he says, Peter, even my own flesh didn't tell you this. Isn't it amazing that you could have known the Lord Jesus after this and still not have known him? Now, No doubt a lot of people knew where he was born. They knew his mother, so-called. They knew his stepfather. They knew a lot of things about him. But they didn't know him. But Peter somehow got in direct contact with Father God. And I say also unto thee that thou art Petra, Peter, Petra, and a little stone, and upon this rock I will build my ecclesia, my church. I know we've been looking at this meaning, but let's look at it again. A gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place so apparently Jesus believed in going to church wow I guess that that really upsets a lot of folks in the day that we're living because they don't think you need to I've heard so many folks say well I don't have to go to church I'm not talking about having to I'm talking about wanting to a real Christian don't have to go to church They love to go to church. Better than they love to go to the grocery store when they're starving to death. It's a bad time to go to the grocery store when you're hungry. You ever notice that? Your grocery bill is always higher. Well, a child of God, when they love to come to the house of God, they are there, they're so needy, they're so hungry, they are going to wire that man of God down till he's going to be so puny, he's going to be doing good to get back to his study. Why they're hungry. Amen. They've not come to look at one another. They've not come to see who's wearing this and who's got that on. They've come to be ministered to from the presence of God. I don't have to go to church. I go to church because I love to go to church. Oh my. A gathering of citizens called out of their, out from their homes into some public place. An assembly of people convened at The public place. Now Jesus says upon this rock I will build my gathering of citizens. I will build my gathering of citizens and the gates of Hades. Now remember there's two words that was used in the Old Testament and new as well as it converged from the Hebrew to the Greek to describe the land of the abyss. In the Old Testament, they used the one word, Sheol. It was a place of darkness because hell was really a realm they didn't understand. But here Jesus uses the new Greek word, and it is the gates of Hades. Now remember, it was the Valley of Hinnom. The Valley of Hinnom was a place outside of Jerusalem. It was a place, it was the garbage dump. So there they burned their garbage. And this word was used interchangeably, Hades, for this word here. So you can imagine now whenever Jesus says this, that the disciples are thinking, the gates of garbage, the gates of the valley of Hinnom. Now it was a natural answering to a spiritual type of what hell really was. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, I'd just like to let the garbage man know tonight, Satan is the king of the dump. We're not interested in his garbage. We're not interested in his trash. We're interested in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is that right? Amen. Amen. I may like to be remembered tonight as we pray before the Lord. Just hold your knees, your requests in your heart. Heavenly Father, we are so, so happy to be allowed this privilege to be gathered together tonight. We have done, Lord, at your bidding. We have left our homes. We've come into a public place I we know there's others that would love to be here, but they're sick and they're dealing with various things in their bodies and in their homes. And Lord, they're just hindered and not able to be here. But Father, we pray for them as well. Because they're not of the attitude, well, I don't have to go to church. Anybody that has that attitude is something wrong with their attitude in the first place. But a real child of God, wants to be gathered together, but some of them have been hindered because of their health, because of things they're dealing with in their home or their body. So we pray for them tonight, Father. We pray for those of us that have been privileged together. Lord, we've not come just because it's what we do on Wednesday night, but we've come because we count it an honor. We count it a privilege and we've got to be honest we need Wednesday night church we've got needs father we need to be uplifted in our spirits we feel the pull of the hour we feel lord the onslaught of hell and we need refreshing from your presence and we're looking for you to speak to us tonight once again would you father We believe that we're asking all of this according to your divine will. And it's in the name of the living word, the Lord Jesus, that we ask it. And the saints said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now we've been talking about getting in the spirits. And we know it is evident that everybody around the world is getting into some kind of spirit. Some are getting into the spirit of homosexuality. Others are getting into the spirit of pornography. Others are getting into a church spirit. Others are getting into the spirit of Islam. Now, for whatever reason, we're living in a great revival of Islam. It is one of the fastest growing religions of the world. And that's all it is, is a religion. It does not produce peace. It does not produce faith. The reason they want to kill and destroy, if you know anything about the history of Islam, you know it is the very foundation of their founder. This is what their religion is based upon. It is based upon murder, on violence on forcing people to convert to what they believe is the truth. And if you don't, well, they just kill you and take your lives. This is why they want to introduce the Sharia law to every nation around the world. That's what they're going to do in Afghanistan. That's what they'd like to do in America. That's what they'd like to do in Israel. They'd like to fly their flags over Israel. But just let me tell them tonight in advance They will never do it. Because the Lord God has not prophesied that Sharia law will conquer the world. We know that it will be communism as far as communism will go. And then communism will destroy Rome. And then we know that Satan will set up his kingdom on the earth. And the Lord Jesus will come. And his feet will set upon the Mount of Olives. And the mountain will cleave to the north and to the south. And they will run to the the valley as they did in the days of Aziel and we know that the fount of water will break forth from the mountain and the Lord will come with ten thousands of his saints it will not be Mohammed coming back on a white horse but the conquering Lord Jesus is that right? So they can believe whatever they want, they can make all the vows and promises that they want to make but Muslim faith and all they do will never conquer the world the, the rock that Daniel saw was not Muslim and it was not Catholicism but it was the rock the revelation of the kingdom of Christ Jesus Now this is of course what the Jews missed. Even the disciples themselves when they knew and believed that the Lord Jesus was the Messianic answering to Deuteronomy 18.15. And the promised seed of Genesis 3. He was the answering of Jeremiah. He was also the answering of Isaiah 9.6. Isaiah 7.14. Isaiah 35.3. Zechariah six. 12. He was the answering of Zechariah 14. He was the answering of the Messianic prophecy, the man whose name is the branch. He was the answering to what Ezekiel saw as the wheel in the middle of the wheel. He was also the prophetic answering of Psalms too but they had the dispensation wrong and they had him coming in this advent coming to the prince of the atonement and they believed that he was going to come and establish the messianic kingdom upon the earth but it was not the right time. But he was coming to establish the kingdom of God. Now if you've Read your New Testament, you know that the Lord Jesus referred to two kingdoms when he was here, and he preached about, in parabolic form, the kingdom of heaven, and then he preached about the kingdom of God. Now, they were looking for the kingdom of heaven to come and set upon the earth, but they had it totally wrong. The kingdom of God is within you. So he was going to usher in by the baptism of the Holy Ghost the kingdom of God which was a spirit kingdom of God reigning over the hearts of the elect and making their heart his throne room. It would forerun the kingdom of heaven which would be set upon the earth and it would be that that Psalm 2 would fulfill that when he said ask of me the heathen and I will give them to thee for thine inheritance. Also of course Isaiah whenever he prophesied that the mountain of the Lord would be raised up. Also Zechariah again and many of those prophecies. And the disciples themselves wondered Lord will you now restore unto us the kingdom of Israel. Now here's the coming preachers that's going to take this gospel message but they still had it wrong. Why? They could not dispensationally him because they were not born again. Well, to be honest with you, that's why some men that are called preachers around the message still cannot rightly divide the word of truth. You see, whenever a man is called to preach, you don't just say, well, oh my, can put them quotes together and them scriptures together. But what you want to look at is a vindication from God that God anoints that man and gives an improvision that he did not learn, and that is by divine wisdom to where that that man has the ability to rightly divide the word of truth and put it together dispensationally he puts it together by the church ages he puts it together all of that together and then you watch that not just a man that can stand up and talk all kinds of way folks can stand up and talk but that's not the sign of a God called man it's not even the sign of a man that can stir a crowd around and move them but what Watch how dispensationally he's able to place the kingdom of God. Why? Because a gospel preacher is called to dispense the gospel. As a matter of fact, Paul used the word trust a couple of times in Thessalonians, and he said that God had committed to his trust, which was pestio, which was a charge or a committal, something that was given to a man. So every God called preacher has a commitment of the gospel given to him in that it must also be dispensational faith alone is not enough miracles alone is not enough we must know dispensation where we are we must also know what's happened what is happening and what's fixing to happen or we will point the saints in the wrong direction Now you see something had to happen to the apostles because dispensationally they still did not understand the Lord Jesus and his advent. You know it may shake it a little bit but the Lord Jesus his own position had not been fully made clear. Harry sent me a quote the other day where that Brother Random had said that the Lord Jesus whenever they'd ask him about some of this that the Lord Jesus didn't even see his own position yet in the kingdom so the disciples certainly could not so they were looking for the natural kingdom to be set upon the earth and the Lord Jesus would rule as son of David why because God said upon the fruit by the fruit of thy body will I set upon thy throne so they were looking for the Lord Jesus to take that this is why Bartimaeus and many of them said oh son of David son of David son of David why they was making a dispensational claim What was Son of David? Coming from the Messianic prophecies, and they totally missed who he was. But whenever the Lord Jesus, now remember the gospel in the New Testament, according to the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 1. Mark says it this way, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So the New Testament gospel, actually the first preacher of the New Testament gospel, was not actually John the Baptist but it was the Lord Jesus so the the gospel began with the Logos made flesh in the son of God so when we say son of God we're not talking about a second person of the Godhead but a condescension of the Godhead itself in a human form so it was the Logos in a human tangible form that would be able to die for the rest of us sinners so the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ the son of God so many people today think they are preaching the gospel and to many of them all the gospel is is trying to get people saved bring them to the Lord and accepting the Lord as their savior well as I said last Wednesday night that's wonderful if you are lost but many of you like myself and many that's streaming tonight you've been saved for decades so is that all the gospel is just telling me how to get saved well what do I do I try to get saved I just keep going to church and hear the preacher preach about salvation messages I need more than a salvation message I need word that will help me to overcome I need word that will empower me to be able to withstand against the evil that we're coming against and the last day and I also need a faith if I'm one of those living ones that will bring my faith to a place that one day the cells in my body will be changed by the power of God now don't misunderstand me but a salvation message alone will never produce rapturing faith a sanctification message alone well quit smoking, quit drinking quit, 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 quit that's good, we believe in all that but that alone will never produce rapturing faith but there must be a message on the earth on the last day and there is, that will help the people on the earth as they respond to the bridegroom's call out from under the ministry of the son of man they will hear that call and it will help them to recognize Who they are. And when they really see who they are, the rapture will go. Now the prophet don't say the rapture will come, but the rapture will go when she sees who she is. Now it's not enough even to, for us to see who Brother Branham is. And we must. We must see who Brother Branham is. It's important to see who Paul was, but you've got to see who you are that you have been fully redeemed and you're on your way to your complete restoration back to your word form body. Amen. Now, notice then, so what is the spirit that God wants us as his people to be under? I believe in the gospel, but I believe in the full gospel for the full man. I don't believe just that the Lord Jesus come to save me from sin, and then he'd leave me in sin, and I'd sin a little bit more or less every day, and I couldn't overcome drinking, I couldn't overcome lying, I couldn't overcome this, but after all, that's what the blood's for, so I just lie, and I cheat, and I steal, and I do all that old rotten stuff and then at the end of the day I just keep on saying I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry forgive me forgive me no that's not the way I see the gospel I believe the gospel empowers human beings on the earth to be partakers of God's own divine nature and it changes something in them to place deity as the prophet said it there that actually it's an incarnation of deity inside of you so it helps you to be able to do what you cannot do on your own. Is that right? But the gospel is not just word, mama. The gospel is not just teaching alone. The gospel is not just handing out tracks or handing out tapes well praise the Lord Matthew chapter 4 verse 23 and Jesus went about all Galilee notice what he done now this is the beginner of the church and this is the founder of the New Testament gospel so Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom now notice how Matthew separates teaching from preaching so Jesus went about all their synagogues, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Notice how that it links the healing and the supernatural deliverance after to the preaching of the kingdom, or the gospel of the kingdom. Notice in Matthew chapter 9 verse 35, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing ever sickness. Now I want you to notice in Matthew 4, he's in a different vicinity. Remember around Capernaum, he was unable to do great signs and wonders because of their unbelief. But yet, depending on where the Lord Jesus went, the miraculous was on greater display in some places than it was in others. Now in chapter 4, wherever the Lord Jesus was, Matthew said that Jesus healed all manner of diseases, which meant diverse kinds. So he was healing leprosy, he was healing all kinds of things. But in this setting, in chapter 9, the Lord Jesus is in a different setting. So it didn't just allow him to heal a few so this man had a headache and this man was crippled and this man had this and this and had that but in this setting right here notice what Matthew said and healing every sickness and every disease oh my goodness well wonder what in the world made the difference there must have been a difference between the people because Matthew says the exact same words and no doubt Jesus was saying some of the same things as far as theoretically in theology that he had said in the other place what made the difference there must have been something about the people well I don't know I don't know how you feel about it but if the Lord Jesus wants to come among us and heal all of our diseases and heal all of our sickness. Why wouldn't we rather have that than somebody's got a headache and somebody else's got a backache and we we'll leave all the bad stuff? No, let him be God of all the bad stuff as well as the other stuff. Oh my, isn't that absolutely wonderful? So look at the setting that he came and he healed every sickness and every disease among the people. Now you know as well as I know that our faith and our release and the promise of God it was what allows the supernatural supernatural power of God to come and manifest himself among us now we cannot do it by trying to pump it up we could play the piano and the guitar and the organ and play really super fast music we're not snake handlers here so we don't have to play real super fast music before we drag out the snake boxes but we want the spirit of God to move well come on saints the Holy Ghost can move you sing a nearer my God to thee The Holy Ghost can move on a slow song just like I can move on a fast song. So it's not the speed of the song or the rhythm of the drums. It's our hearts being recipients to receive the blessing of the Lord. What's this? The prophet said it this way about the gospel. Now the gospel is not altogether the word. This is the word of God. Now of course he refers this many times pointing to his Bible and all things must be based upon this word. If it isn't, it isn't true. But Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now he did not say teach the word. He said preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. So the gospel consists more than teaching word. now friends as I said your last Wednesday now you can see why Satan wants to turn us in our ranks just to a bunch of teachers of doctrines to where we teach about this and we teach about that and to many folks in the message I thought the message is it's one doctrine after another doctrine after another doctrine after another doctrine doctrine. and many of the message folks don't even believe in the supernatural power of God anymore. Oh brother Donnie we're beyond that. I agree a lot of them are beyond it but the real church is not beyond it. Oh you say we don't need healing I beg to differ with you. We need healing now more than we ever needed it. We've got a lot of sick folks, in case you don't know it, we're still dealing with a worldwide pandemic around the world, I don't care how great it is, my God is greater. My God's greater than COVID-19, he's greater than flu, he's greater than all the rest of it, I'm still believing him for a divine intervention, come on saints. Oh, I don't think God wants us to bow down to this COVID devil and be scared to death every day of our life and fear this thing. The spirit of fear is not the spirit we want to get under. We want to get under the spirit of the end time of rapture and the bride becoming the word and the bride recognizing who she is and that she can do the greater works and Satan will become powerless before her. Oh my, so the gospel consists of more than teaching the word. For Paul confirming that said, the gospel came to us not in word only, but through power. Demonstrations of the Holy Spirit would come and demonstrate the gospel. Bring the word to a living reality. Now you see, a teacher cannot do this. A pastor cannot do this. A preacher cannot bring the word to a living reality. He may be so gifted that he can hold you spellbound by his gift, but he still cannot drop that in your heart. Only Papa can do that. The Lord Jesus had never been a man like him. There had never been a man. How many great sermons had Peter heard? But it was not even the great gift of the Lord Jesus, Harry, that opened up Peter's understanding. They, none of us ever said any of a great speaker than the Lord Jesus himself. But Jesus didn't say, Peter, what sermon was it that I preached? Which parable was it? That, boy, I'm, I'm a great speaker, aren't I, Peter? And what sermon was it that i done? He knew who it was. Oh, 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 my, he said, it wasn't even my own flesh. It was not even my own being that revealed this unto you, but it was my father. There's the key of revelation to the elect. Notice, Brother Ram said, if you just receive the word by knowing the word, that doesn't do you any good. The letter killeth, the spirit giveth life, then you must be born again. Then the Holy Spirit quickens the word to you. Oh, thank God. He didn't say, go teach the word, he said, go preach the gospel. He never did commission, go teach the word, go preach the gospel. The word, now listen, you're talking about a phenomenal statement. The word is the beginning or the forerunner of the gospel. Ah, so the word foreruns the gospel sort of like John foreruns Jesus. Now John did no miracle. Why? He was seen. He was word in time. No miracle. No scripture nowhere. No history that John ever did one miracle, right? But when the Lord Jesus came, he taught. He preached. He raised the dead. He cast out devils. Why? He was the quickened word. He was the gospel. Jesus oh glory to God this is why Mark could say this is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ the son of God so here is not just a man doing great preaching, and oh my, theology is so wonderful! Oh, he put them scripture together and make such wonderful points. And we've all heard men like that that could do it. I'm nothing against that, but yet, friend, that's not what makes it real to the individual. We want something that when we leave out of here tonight and Sunday morning, and from now on until the rapture comes, that we can take home with us, that we can take to our jobs tomorrow, something that'll quicken this word when we get in the time trouble and the Spirit of God quickens that word and say, oh Lord, where's Brother Donnie? Oh, where's Brother Daryl? Oh no, where's Brother so-and-so? If you get this gospel quickened to you, if I'm in Timbuktu and Brother Daryl is only God knows where and the rest of these preachers is wherever more, that word lives inside of you. Oh my. Notice the word is the beginning or the forerunner of the gospel. The word goes out and the gospel, amen, the gospel of the power of the demonstration of God follows the word and makes the word manifest. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus followed John and manifested what John said. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And Jesus said, I'm here, I'm here. Well, praise the Lord. The church ages said there's coming a time when this will happen, and that'll happen. Brother Rem said there's a church in the making right now when they will speak and lightning will flash there's a church coming he said that the power of God when human beings thoughts will become the very word of God it's in the making he said right now God wants a church that can say it's here it's here, it's here. It's here. that's me mama that's me glory to God notice this going into all the world and manifest the power to all nations Mark 16 preach the gospel not teach the word preach the gospel the gospel is not through teaching the word it's the word made manifest these signs shall follow them that believe brother Donnie you always come back to that old stuff it's your background as a Pentecostal No, 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 no. It's my background of being an attribute of God. (laughs) These are my papa's words. Remember, this gospel was not founded by message people. This gospel was not founded by Brother Branham. It was not founded by Paul. It was founded by the Lord Jesus, and he started it the way he wanted it, and he's going to end it the way he started it. And he didn't start it by handing out tracts. And he didn't start it by everybody getting in an assembly together and all the preachers sitting down and shutting up and everybody playing a tape and listening to a tape. Well, Jesus could have done that if that's the way he wanted it, but he didn't start it that way, but what did he tell them? Preach. Yes. Amen. Oh, well, we're doing that whenever we play a tape. No, you're not. No, you're not. The Lord Jesus called men living men not machines. You cannot hear a tape without a machine. So you are replacing a God called man with a machine. And if your electricity goes off, you're hurting. If the tape skips or jumps or hops or your CD player, or MP3 player, whatever more, you may have to cancel service and get another service. Well, we felt led to play this tape tonight and then the tape tore up. Well, we'll get another. What happened to your leading or feeling led to play that one? But when you get a God called man up there, what's he doing? Preaching the gospel. So he's not just teaching. But if there's saints sitting there that are sick and they need hands laid on them, a tape player cannot lay its hands on you. My as Brother Jewel said, a tape player ain't got feet. And the Bible says, how beautiful are the feet of them that bring the tidings of the gospel. Oh, hallelujah. Why? Because they are fulfilling the great commission of the Lord Jesus. Go ye therefore and preach the gospel. Mama, Mark 16, preach the gospel, not teach the word. Preach the gospel. The gospel is not through teaching the word. I know, friends. I know. Uh, This is absolutely a terrorist message, folks. All two pieces. Why? Why? Satan don't want you to understand the difference between the word and the gospel. He wants to convince you we just sit down and we all just come to church and do the best we can live a pretty good life. I don't know about you I was not born to be just a pretty good fella. I was not born to just kind of slide in and out around church and I was born to torment hell. I was born absolutely. Praise God! How many ever days, weeks, months I've got left? I want to make every one of them of a devil tormenting day. Oh, my my, if I do have to go by the way of the grave, I hope there is one more party down in hell. If I take my last breath, however that come, I want them things to hate me so bad. When news gets down in hell, I don't want just have a good testimony among the believers, but I want them devils down in hell to hate me. I want to be such a child of God filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That when I get up in the morning, them devils say, oh no. Oh no. Here he comes again. Oh you say, that's just you preachers. No. That ought to be that way with you young people. That ought to be that way with you sisters and you brothers. That you're so one with the Lord Jesus and you're living your life by the word that hell can't stand you. And that's half the story, you can't stand hell neither. Oh my, thank you Jesus. Mark 16, preach the gospel, not teach the word, preach the gospel. The gospel is not through teaching the word. It's the word made manifest. These signs shall follow them that believe They shall cast out devils and heal the sick and great signs and wonders. You see it? I do. There it is. The gospel made manifest. All friends, I realize some of you you, you, don't, you don't understand what's preached in a lot of message churches you don't understand what's preached in a lot of pulpits but if you could be exposed to some of the stuff that I hear that preachers are preaching we don't need the Holy Ghost no more we don't need the anointing no more we don't need prayer lines no more the blast ever preacher that has a prayer line offering prayer for the sick and this and that and the other oh you'd understand where I'm going but I would just like to serve notice on the devil tonight and I'd like to reaffirm our boundaries right here in our church to let him know that we still believe in the power of God we believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost I don't believe the baptism of the Holy Ghost is an emotion or a sensation but I believe it can come right along with that well come on we don't believe the evidence of the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues but you may speak in tongues you may jump you may shout but the thing that I believe is that this gospel is more than just talking about the serpent seed and the seven thunders and the seven seal and this doctrine and that doctrine and Malachi 4 I believe it ought to produce a bunch of Holy Ghost filled child of God that can live right in the middle of hell and look the devil in the face and say get off of my property I claim my healing I claim my husband I claim my daughter I claim my son this is my inheritance as a child of God get out of here devil what's this in five identifications now another thing this church will teach. These are the five things that the prophet is identifying as the church of the living God. Will be divine healing. The message of the church. I just quoted it Matthew 10. When he sent his church out. Let's go to Matthew 10.1 and find out just a minute. Watch what Jesus said when he ordained his church and started it out. Now, he could have had tape recorders invented in the first century. If that would have been the way he was going to close out his church, I would have been one of the first ones to step down. Because I would have said, I'm not doing what Peter did. Because when Peter went out, Peter pushed play and played the literal voice of God the Lord Jesus Himself. And all Peter done was just took up an offering and, and buried the dead and married the young and you know laid hands on the sick and they just went around playing tapes from one place to another. But I'm sorry no really I'm not sorry uh, That that's not the way he started his church. But he started out his church with what? He didn't start it out with deacons. He didn't start it out with trustees. He didn't start out with a choir. He didn't even start it out with a beautiful organ player or a beautiful piano player or a fine guitar player. He started out with a bunch of rude, crude preachers that never, they never knew how to preach in their life. Can you imagine how green they were when they went out there and they said, well, the Lord, how do we preach? Well, just get out there. I'll go with you. I'll help you. And they got out there. Well, hallelujah. Well, amen. Glory to God. No doubt it had a whole lot of filler. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But they started as they kept going. They said, praise God. And then they noticed an the anointing got on them and the spirit of God moved on them and they started casting out devils. They started healing the sick. They started mind. Jesus said it was so great, I beheld Satan as lightning cast down out of heaven. Brother, I'll tell you one thing. I, I, I want a church right here on this hill as far as I'm concerned. It's one that'll shake the devil out of heaven again. Hallelujah. Oh my. The prophet said all the preaching that they done and this and that and the other never even turned the devil over in his bed until they caused that li- that crippled man to jump up and leap. And whenever he jumped up and started walking around, he said it tore the devil up and got the devil plumb out of his bed. That's what really gets the devil. I'm not talking about now trying to produce brother. the revival is over for the world. That's right. But I'm not the world. I'm the bride. I've got a Hallelujah. I've I've got a right to have revival with my husband. I've got a right to fall in love with my Lord Jesus over and over again. Friends, don't get in your mind that we're talking about a revival that's gonna shake the world. Never. It's the bride's time. The bride's time. Well, everybody's dying and drying up. Oh, okay. Okay. Well America leads uh, well actually used to America led the world in divorce, now it's Belgium, but America's not number two and number three. So because divorces and stuff are so rampant and husbands and wives are falling out of love with each other, are you gonna do the same thing? Some of you wives gonna fall out of love with your husband and get you another? Well no, I ain't doing that. Well, why do you judge your spiritual revival by them then? You won't judge your home by them. You don't want to run your family like that. Why do we want to run our church like that? Well, Brother Donnie, I've been to a few Messenger churches and they're as dead as they can be. Well, that's one reason I don't want us to turn into that carcass. Amen. I don't want us to turn into a dead something another words, You can't even get an amen out of the people. And you've got to squeeze hard like squeezing a lemon to get a And then they go to a soccer ball game or a baseball game or a football game and they scream, there's a horse that can't even talk for two or three days. I say shame on you. If the word of God don't bring a holler or an amen out of you and you'll scream and holler at a baseball game, shame on you. If your God is a little old pig skin that's kicked around out there by a bunch of guys that hate the nation you live in, well come on now, it's evident a lot of our sports stars hate our nation. Our politicians hate our nation. They hate our God. They hate our truth. Well, I wish somebody would preach with me tonight. And if we get behind them and wear their jerseys and wear their name all over us and their number, you all, mine. You ought to be identified with Jesus Christ. You ought to be hallelujah saying praise God. I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. I'm not ashamed to be a son of God. I'm not ashamed to be a daughter of God. I'm born again. I'm filled with God I proudly bear the name of Jesus Christ thank you Lord thank you Lord notice brother Benham identifies Matthew 10 the first commission to his church then he says in paragraph 112 The last commission go into all the world. Preach the gospel, which is not the same thing as pushing play. Because the ones, the men, not women, but the men that are supposed to go do this are supposed to also manifest it. Anybody ever seen a tape player with hands? You yep. <laughs> Ever seen a tape player be able to lay itself on somebody? Now sure we can get healed by listening to the prophet. I've got healed many times. Amen. I believe in listening tapes and if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Right. Amen. But you show me where God's prophet every instituted tapes replacing and doing away what God called ministry. That would make William Branham a false prophet. Because he would be contrary to the founder of the church, which is the Lord Jesus. So the Lord Jesus' commission was, go preach, boys! And then when he's getting ready to go away, and said, go preach, boys! Oh, my The last commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized. Let me quote it the way it should be. The way it's broke down. Go into all the world and to every nation and demonstrate the power of the Holy Ghost. And you see, that can only be for someone who's live in the pulpit. Thank you, Jesus. It's getting warm in here, ain't it? I'm sweating bad. Notice in Luke four eighteen, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I want you to notice, it's not just. Logos. 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 Doctrine. Doctrine. But if you're called to preach, part of your ministry is healing. And it's not just them with a headache or a backache, but it's also to heal the brokenhearted. I don't know why many of our ministers don't focus more on that aspect. God knows we have so many in our ranks My goodness, Brother Jim Babb, it's been quite a while since he told me about it, but the last time that he told me about it, the most requested sermon that I've ever preached in all the years of my ministry, it's been decades of preaching, and it will scarred human beings. People still getting that and listening to it and being changed by the power of God. You heard Brother Jewel stand right here and talk about what his past and what God done for him and listen to that service going down the road. And he screamed out. And Sister Vanessa said, Jewel, what in the world's the matter with you? He said, I just felt that thing leave me. You'd have to know the depth of his background and understand what Brother Jewel went through. What what is it, friend? We don't just need to bring healing to, to the hand that's crippled and, and to the eye that's blind, but to be able to heal the broken heart. Of the saints of God And many have been broken hearted By mothers and fathers and preachers And this and that and the other But I want to preach a gospel brother Skip, That will not only I can lay hands on your head And then you go get a doctor's report And they come back and say There ain't nothing wrong with your heart Your heart is perfectly well and normal I want that And we see it we seen it happen right here the other night But I also want an aspect of that gospel Will go into a broken hearted man or a woman And they feel like they have nothing else to live for and let the Spirit of God take that word and go right to their very heart and bring a healing to their heart and give them an encouragement and give them a hope and say praise God there's mercy for me there's hope for me I believe I can go on this is what Jesus started preaching Amen. Hallelujah He hath sent me to heal the broken hearted, to preach, I love this, deliverance. But if preachers don't believe in deliverance, can they really preach it? we got some of our ministry that's standing in the pulpit that's just as bound as the laity are. So how in the world are they going to be able to deliver anybody when they need delivered themselves? To preach deliverance, oh Lord. To preach, notice what the gospel does. It will preach deliverance to the captives. Now here he don't even say that he lay hands on them. The gospel is so powerful that by hearing it, if your heart can be opened... Yeah. It can deliver you while you're sitting right there to preach. Oh, glory. Well, let's march around the walls of Jericho. We can do that. Sure, we can march around and around and around. But Jesus never had no march of Jericho. I'm not against that. Jesus never had him to jump up and down and say Jesus real fast. But Jesus preached deliverance to them. And by hearing the gospel, by hearing the Logos, many times will not break deliverance. But when an anointed servant of God is anointed by the God, he ain't just got his head full of logos but he realizes he needs the anointing he needs a delivering power of God and the spirit of God will take his human vernacular his English may be awful but as he's speaking it's bringing deliverance in the lives of God's people God, give us men meal like this. Men that are anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. Well, I'll tell you one thing, if they hear it in the form of the gospel, they won't be captives no more. They will be free. (laughs) Why? Because the man delivering it is not just quoting a quote and quoting a scripture and just bringing dry logos, but is under the anointing. Do you understand for God called men are under the same anointing that the Lord Jesus was under. This is the anointing of God through the office of men and projecting the gospel. I know it may be overwhelming to you, but God himself is actually the first one that began to preach the gospel. You didn't know that, huh? The Lord Jesus came in the person of God and he was anointed in such a manifold way. He didn't just want to bless people and give them a bigger house and this and that and the other, but he wanted to heal the broken heart. To preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. What is this? Whole gospel for a whole man. Full gospel for the full man. So it deals with your soul, it deals with your spirit, it deals with your body. This is where a lot of folks hold a lot of their issues and their problems. They're, they're, they don't manifest it so much on the outside, they keep it hid. But where are they sick? Where are they troubled? In their heart, in their spirit they're broken hearted or they're bruised in their heart they're bruised in their spirit and they can only climb so far in God and they never reach the crescendo of their life but the full gospel brings a full deliverance you're sitting here tonight and maybe you've got grievance in your heart against a brother maybe you've got bitterness and you can't forgive this one. Oh, brother Donnie so and so did this to me I'll never be able to forgive him my precious friend if you don't that root of bitterness will destroy your life but the gospel can set you free to, Amen. glory to God, the gospel can set you free tonight if you'll allow it. Amen. To set at liberty them that are bruised. Listen to this. Do you understand bruised, hurt, wounded people? And what's amazing is that sometimes the offended, the offended they're the ones that has to do a lot of times the most forgiving when the offender whether it's a husband, their wife, or wife, a son, daughter, a brother whoever it is a brother or a sister someone will offend them and many times the offender is not strong enough to really come totally clean and just really say look I am so so sorry I've done you terribly wrong please forgive me as a pastor, I've counseled people around the world and seen it so many times that many times the offended are the ones that have to even go beyond their boundary and reach out to the offender when it ought to be the other way around. But the offender already is weaker than the offended one or they wouldn't have done it in the first place. And the offended one, it's not right. Why should I have to do that? This is why, my friend, it will contaminate you. Notice Jesus said to set at liberty what happens to a bruised person that will not forgive and will not move beyond it. That bruise turns into a place of captivity. And the bruised, the offended, they never even done the initial sin. They never even done the initial wrong. But they won't let it go. Speak, Lord Jesus. You know this is not in my notes tonight. I never even studied to go this way, so I just give my mouth to you. To set at liberty them that are bruised. And you think somebody bruised, why would they need to be liberated? Because this bruising has turned into a fester and turned into a sore and turned into a spot that they have an attitude. But Jesus is here tonight. To set you at liberty, my friend. The power of the gospel is here. Not only to lay hands on your physical body, but go into your spirit realm and set you at liberty. Blessed be the Lord God. Notice what Jesus goes on to say in verse 19. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Notice Jesus being a gospel preacher. The dispensations was of such great value and importance to him. He couldn't just preach about the cross. Couldn't just preach about the blood. Couldn't just preach about mercy. He didn't just preach about John 3.16, but he preached about the acceptable year of the Lord, which was what? The year of Jubilee. So when they get into the land, a man would be in a hard spot He'd go to a rich man, his brother, whoever more. I need to borrow some money. My crops failed. I need this and please, please would you help me. His contract come up, he couldn't pay it. The man actually could be sold to go then and work over in this man. And God made a provision. Isn't it amazing that God would have to set up this type of a system in a land that flowed with milk and honey? Because even some of the elect didn't know how to control milk or honey. So God had to have a welfare system that's way beyond any we've ever known in this world. So God set up a year of Jubilee. So they go in there and a man say so went in there, you know, they start every fifty years now. Jubilee is the word, but we call it Jubilee.